Is that the speed of it? That's not gonna work real good. Everybody's gonna do this. Go. Stop looking at me. You're in my space. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight this, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts. Keep going. Keep going. We're your hosts. Oh, we're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. Paul and Shannon Elmore. <laughs> and on today's episode, we talk about the five love languages. Winner, winner, chicken, chicken dinner. Chicken dinner. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. This is the southern version of the podcast. It's just because I'm a little cold. So if you're listening to the podcast right now, you can't see this. But if you happen to be watching the video of us filming this podcast, you can see this big old gash that's right in the middle of my forehead. I'm talking southern now because uh-huh. you got me going. That's <laughs> well, funny. I got it in sort of a redneck sort of way. My... <laughs> My son and I are out shooting. He, my son, has a lot of powerful rifles and stuff. He's in the military, and he's really a good shot. And so we went out shooting yesterday, and he had a big old powerful, I can't tell you how big of a gun, um, but um, I got to lay down in the prone position, and I take a, took a couple shots, and the second shot, it the the recoiled, recoil pushed, pushed the scope right back into my forehead and gashed open my my face teeny tiny that's not near as bad as the gas you got on your forehead From the on our line? on our cruise on the zip we're not line. talking about that on this <laughs> podcast we're going to talk about that uh, never again never again never again but i am a little self-conscious because my 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 beautiful looks now are a little you know distorted it's not really noticeable and all you my have beautiful to... looks aren't noticeable no just tuck down the hat there you go now you're good <laughs> We're talking about the five love languages today. And if you haven't heard about the five love languages, the five love languages is actually from a book from Gary Chapman way long time ago. They've almost become kind of the standard or the synonymous thing with with um, any marriage program, any marriage counseling, any marriage, anything. Some sort of love language conversation is going to come up. And if you don't know what they are, you're going to kind of feel left out like you're missing the party or something. So we're going to make sure that you can actually show up at any dinner party anywhere and start throwing out some of these terms and look really, really smart like you and your spouse have this amazing um, relationship together. That's for you just because we care about you. So the first love language, there's actually five love languages. Um, Time, touch, Oh crap, now I'm not going to be able to know what they are. Time, touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. Okay, so we're going to kind of go through all of those and let you know what we are. You guys can figure out what you guys are. The purpose of knowing what your love language is, is not so that you can know what yours is primarily, but you can know what your spouse's Spouses is. So that you can actually do things or communicate in ways that actually fill up your wife's cup. Okay, right. fill up your cup right. and you can communicate in ways that fill up my cup. Right. And and this will actually help you a lot because a lot of times the way that we try to show our spouse yep. love is the way that we actually like it. So yeah. I, I'll just See, throw just this out there. out there. 
Um, mine is is time. Yeah. I love to have spend time with Paul. Even if we're not doing anything, you know, fantastic together. Right. So so I will want to be with him. And in his mind, us being together in time is him doing one thing, like cleaning the bedroom. In one part of the house. In one part of the house. And me doing something close to that proximity. Yep. That is not time for me. I want to be right there in his space, right next to him, interacting. And, yep. And that's not his love with, language. With focused attention, right. with me zoomed in, caring about your <laughs> deepest soul and, and trying to draw out who you are and what, what's important no. to you. That's what time feels like to you. Because if we're sitting there and you're doing what I'm normally doing, which is... Right. And, and you're and, doing the same thing, just flipping right, through no, on your phone. You could be flipping through your phone and listening to me and talking to me, and that feels like being spending time together right. for you. Yeah. Not so much for me. Not so much for you. See, if, if I you, have to have eye-to-eye contact. I have to be tuned well, in. Well, something that's not distracting you, but anyway. Yeah, which means you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. So time. Time is, again, just like what she's describing. It is just being in proximity and spending time together. Our son, Sam, uh, he's a traditional middle child. He just loves being with you, um, doing something. Not not necessarily even just doing something, just being in proximity. In your space. Spending time with you. Right. Time. That's the first one. For me... Mine is words of affirmation. If my wife comes in and she says, honey, you're the best person ever. I can can live off of a compliment for two weeks. I don't need anything else from anyone else because that, for whatever reason, fills my cup up. I feel better when you just come to me and tell me with words how awesome I am. Right. You know that I absolutely love my back being scratched, right? Right. That is like melted butter. Right. I just, you scratch my back and it is just amazing. Right. But between us, who gets their back scratched more? Probably me because I asked more often. Is that why it is? Because yes. you ask more often? Yeah. So all I need to do is ask more often? Yeah. Please scratch my back? Yeah. Oh, heck. I don't, I just really don't, it just doesn't, I know you love that. It just doesn't cross my mind. So what but when it, I, but when, but I ask you all the time. My now. <laughs> I scratch it for you. <laughs> Thank you. But, but I ask all the time because I have a spot right. that I can't it's reach. Itchy. And, and you'll scratch that, but the rest, the whole rest of my back will get itchy and want to be scratched. And I don't ask you to scratch the rest because I feel guilty because, oh. because, because it's why? like, because well, I know you love having your back scratched, but you never ask for it to be scratched, and I forget to just scratch it because I love you. And so, why do you think that is? Can we can we talk about that for a minute? Why? Again, this isn't just you kind of thing. This is I I forget to do the things that I know that you love the most, but it never comes to mind. Why can't Why can't we prompt ourselves to do something that we know the other person loves? I don't know. Isn't that a weird thing? Yeah, it is. It it does it really it doesn't come to my mind until my back itches. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I can't have him scratch my back cuz he's going to be disappointed that I don't scratch his back, but I asked him to scratch my back. I I think that we have a tendency towards one particular one, but I also think that there are other ones that can over the years have changed and ranked higher mm-hmm. or lower. 
Um, because I don't particularly love gifts, but mm -hmm. I love cards. Mm -hmm. You don't particularly love touch. Mm -hmm. That's not your number one thing, but you love to have your back scratched mm -hmm. or your feet rubbed. And mm -hmm. those speak almost as much as words of affirmation do. Yeah. So, so you're not just kind of pinned into one thing. No, nobody's and, just and, one love language. And they can change yeah. too yeah. as they we really grow and learn about ourselves <clears throat> and as we be, become more of a human being. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> because we're not human beings? No, as, <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm just thinking as we grow and as become more mature. healthy yeah. and mature yeah. that our love languages can shift and change because sometimes what meets your needs as a love language at one point might be because of your um, your story. Yeah, absolutely. And as you grow and change and get healthier, that might not be as big of a need anymore. Sure. So time, words of affirmation, touch is a really, really big one. And this is where a lot of people get confused because they think touch is means sex. sex. I want her to touch me in the right parts, you know, every night, twice kind of thing. And that's not what um, touch is, even though sexuality can fall into that category. Um, usually it is non-arousal kinds right. of touch. It is, you know, holding hands. It's sitting on the couch you know, with, you know, legs draped over each other. It's giving just, a hug. Or just rubbing someone's head. Playing like, with her hair. And it makes your eyes roll. Yes. Oh, hey, keep, keep that up. <laughs> touch is important for a lot of people. And for a lot of people, it isn't. They actually just don't have a strong need or desire or draw towards that touch. What can cause problems is when you have a person who has a high touch desire with a low touch person. Right. Now it always feels like, why aren't you loving me the right way? Why aren't you just holding my hand? We happen to both enjoy holding hands. We hold right. hands everywhere we go. We hold hands during movies. We hold hands watching TV. We're typically all, you'll see me touching her all the time on the arm here. Touch is important to us because it communicates sometimes better than words right. do. And, and it also, for, for us, I think it uh, just shows the connection that yeah. we have. It's a, it's a connection piece for us. We have time. We have words of affirmation. We have touch. Then there's um, acts of service. Um, a lot of old school men are this way. Actually, you can almost put this into categories of dads. Dad will show you he loves you, not by saying I love you, but he'll wash your car. He'll buy he'll he'll buy you tires. Technically that would be under gifts, but he'll he'll clean your car, he'll come and mow your lawn, he'll come over and build you a deck. Um, for for people who want to serve um, Acts of service is how they communicate love. If you are giving that to a person who's not an acts of service kind of kind of person, right. then all those acts of service get completely missed because it's like, why can't you tell me you love me? Are you kidding me? I've been telling I told you. you I loved you for the last 10 years. Do you right. see the beautiful deck in the backyard and the gazebo and the perfectly manicured lawn and, and our cars have never broken down once? What right. do you mean? See how this can cause problems and fights in relationships if you don't understand what the love languages right. are. And that's why we're going through it today. Right. So we have, for yours this time, for me it's words of affirmation. We have touch, we have acts of service, and then finally we can have gifts. Gifts is that person where it's easier to buy you a diamond ring right. than to get up and do the dishes. 
or to spend time with you. Um, right. You'll see, again, kind of this is categorized almost as a negative thing in movies where, oh, I forgot the anniversary, so I'm going to go buy the jewelry, thinking that the gifts is going to cover it. Right. And that doesn't always do it. Now, some people, if they are a gift kind of person, you actually might need to talk about budgets because, <laughs> well, you don't love me because you didn't buy me this thing. We can't because we just don't have it in the budget. So you have to be able to understand limitations for all of these things. There. Right. And I think that gifts is almost similar to that, to the acts of service where yeah. you have someone who's, who their love language is gifts. And so they're always giving you gifts, always yeah. giving you gifts. And you're like, they don't understand me. They don't know me. They really don't care about me because they keep giving me this stuff that doesn't mean anything to me, where to them, it means something huge. Yeah. And when you don't know that about your spouse, that that's not their love language, but it's yours and you keep doing that, it causes significant um, worry, concern, and yeah. just um, a, a barrier there, yeah. like something's not jiving well. So if you want to find out what your love language is, it's actually pretty easy because all you got to do is what do you tend to do to other people? I tend to give a lot of compliments and I tend to do with a lot of things around the house. I can fix almost anything. I'll fix the cars. I'll build lots of stuff. So primarily my, my two would be um, words of affirmation and acts of service. Yours are? Well, time, time for definitely. And time and I think touch. You think mine, my other one is touch? You can't help it. And at night, when I'm trying to sleep on my side of the bed, your <laughs> foot always finds my leg in some way. Or in the uh, morning, you're kicking me or pushing me. It's like we have a king-size bed. And I sleep on his side of the bed? Yes. Touch. Okay, that's true. It's not really gifts because I, I do like cards. Yeah. Cards are important because cards show sentiment and yeah. that you took time. Um, See, you took time. To think about me. There you so go. there it is. So that's why cards are important to me. Um, but I was thinking about like gifts. By the way, I'll, hold on, I'm gonna stop that for a second because for me going to Target or wherever and picking out the right card that says the right message in the right way and spending $9 on a piece of paper to put in an envelope to write a little message and give it to you, be the time is what communicates to you that I love you. Right, because because I'm thinking, you spend $9 on a card? Yeah, what are you uh, doing, great? Yeah. Right. Dollar but, Tree cards are good for you. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not about the amount of money that you've spent on me. It's the amount of time that you've stopped to think about me. So. And what do I, I like? What do I want you to give me? You just want me to tell you how much I love you and you're a great guy. Write it on a napkin. Three right. by five card. Don't spend a dollar on it. And I, well, I, I was, don't need, I, I never, ever need a card in my life ever again. Well, except for that I started making cards and you were like, cool. if you ever buy me a card again when you can make yeah. them, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. So now I'll just have to go to the store and read what the cards say so I can know what to write online. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> so time, yes, that's the one. Words of affirmation, I don't think is me right. because... It isn't. It isn't at all. Okay. I don't. And acts of service. Acts of service. When I'm doing the dishes for you, or when I'm cleaning up, or doing something in the backyard. Um, sometimes that's nice, but it all comes back to that you were actually thinking about me, which right. is about time. time. Yeah. So, the, so, so that's how you can kind of figure out what your love language is, is what's easiest to give to someone else. But then what's even more important is, can you figure out what your spouse's 
is right. because that's the um, that is the most important part about love languages. I know it's time, and so instead of saying nice things to her, I can sit quietly with her and just gaze into her <laughs> eyes, and that will fill up her cup much much faster than trying to tell her how wonderful she is over and over and over and over again, or doing the dishes. In fact, the dishes can become problematic because. I'm doing the dishes and not spending time with her. And so she's going, don't you love me? Don't you stay here? So I want to know what is my spouse's love language. That is your homework after this podcast episode. Number one, figure out what yours is. That's what you give to others. And then what do you think your wife's or your husband's love language is? And what can you do? Just one thing tonight that you can um, do that is going to meet that need in them. I'm going to scratch your back Oh, bless really the I was hoping you were going to say that. That or rubbing my feet. You got the hint. This podcast worked. <laughs> yes. Got my... I won't even trim my fingernails. There you go. That... My heart's already a pitter-patter right now because <laughs> she's going to do something that's going to meet my need tonight. If you start doing these little things over and over on a daily basis, you start filling up that love tank in your spouse's heart and your marriage gets better and better. It's just one more little trick or tool or idea on how to get this connection so that you can actually have a secure marriage between you and your spouse. And again, love languages aren't ours. That's Gary Chapman. That's been around for a long, long time. But it's still a really good tool and a good assessment um, that can that can build into your relationship. Right. If you want a lot of other good tools um, that happen to come from Secure Marriage, then go to securemarriage.com. You actually can start with the three free videos there. They're going to take you through how your communication, when it is bad, that it leads to the conflict cycle because bad communication leads to conflict, which leads to more bad communication and how you're stuck on that loop. If you can learn how to change your communication and make it better, you actually can get connected and that connection leads to better communication, which leads to more connection and now you're on the connection loop and off of the conflict cycle. Three videos are going to walk you through what that looks like and and how to get um, off of conflict and on to connection. But it begins with those three free videos. And then from there, if you want to look at some of the online workshops we have or even in-person workshops where we'll sit with you and actually find out about your particular story and the particular things that you and your spouse are struggling with, then we have a limited space in some of the live workshops that we do with some of that. In those workshops, we actually talk about love languages. We talk about Enneagrams. We're actually going to probably do that one next week is um, kind of this uh, inherent wiring on how we approach the world, things that gain our attention. And so you'll find out um, what Shannon's Enneagram number and what mine is, but that's going to be next week or next time. Other than that. I think that's it. I think that's it. We done? We done. Thanks for listening and watching. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out how you can build your own secure marriage, go to securemarriage.com. And if you have a chance, subscribe to our show on iTunes or however you get your podcast and leave us a review while you're there. You can also write us at podcast at securemarriage.com or follow us on Facebook. We're Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse.